Father, thank you for the word this morning. Thank you for speaking to us through the book and by your spirit. We pray the eyes of our hearts be flooded with light and our spirits to be strengthened. Teach us, Holy Spirit, and we give you glory, Jesus, in praise, for it's in Christ's name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. So we're talking about I choose faith over fear. We talked about that part one last, uh, last Sunday morning. In 2 Timothy 1 and 7, we found this out, that God didn't give us the spirit of fear, but He gave us the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Amen? Notice with me, God has not given us that. Amen? And we do not want anything in our lives that God has not given. Well, the opposite of fear is faith. Since He's not given us the spirit of fear, what has He given us? Well, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, we'll notice this verse of Scripture. It says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. Amen? So when we're talking about the spirit of faith, we're not just talking about the knowledge of faith or the formula of faith. We're talking about the spirit of faith. And I think one of the greatest examples of the spirit of faith is found in the life of Caleb. In Numbers chapter 14 and verse 24, it says this of Caleb. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. Another spirit with him. That's the spirit of faith. And has followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Notice that phrase, another spirit, the spirit of faith. Well, of course, we know this is referring to Numbers 13, when God said to them, go in and spy out the land and possess it, for I have given you the land. So there were 12 spies that went out, 10 brought back an evil report, but Joshua and Caleb had another spirit. They held fast to what God has said. Now notice with me in Numbers 13, verse 27. They came back and they told him and said, Well, we came into the land where you sent us. And surely it flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, watch out for the neverthelesses. The people be strong that dwell in the land, and the cities are walled, and so on and so forth. In verse 29, it talks about the Amalekites and the Jebusites and the Aborites and the Canaanites. They're dwelling by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. So the ten brought back an evil report. They're wailing. They're despondent. They say, there's no way we're going to be able to do it. We're all going to die. God never said anything about dying. God told him to possess it. Now notice in verse 30. Notice in verse 30. And Caleb, what did he do? He stilled the people before Moses. And here's what he said. Let us go up at once. Don't sit around here and talk yourself out of it. Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. So Caleb was saying, guys, quiet yourselves here. Don't you see the grapes? We can do this. Their defense has departed from them. You see, here's the thing. Joseph chose to believe. Now notice with me in verse 31 and verse 32. But the men that went, went up with him said, We be not able to go up against the people, for they're stronger than with thee. And they brought back an evil report. 
In verse 33, I want you to notice this. Verse 33 says, And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which were come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, <laughs> so we were in their sight. The question I have for you this morning is, were they moved by what they saw? Indeed, they were. They were moved by what they saw rather than what God had said. And anytime we are moved by what we see or feel above what God said, it keeps us out of our land of promise that God has had for us. Amen. Now, here's the thing that I got in my spirit late last night. And that is this phrase. Don't let fear in and keep you out of what God has for you. Don't let fear in and keep you out of what God has for you. Now, translated this way, it could be a job. It could be a relationship. It could be that bright future that God has for you. Many of God's people are held back from God's purpose in their lives because of fear. But thank God, we don't have a spirit of fear. We have the spirit of faith. Now, Caleb and Joshua got into the land, but it was years later. And uh, we see then that the people that said that they weren't able to go into the land never made it into the land. As a matter of fact, a lot of their loved ones didn't make it into the land. So how we conduct ourselves in life, whether the spirit of fear or the spirit of faith, not only can affect our lives, but it can affect our family's lives. It can affect a lot of people around us. Now, I want you to go over to Isaiah chapter 7, if you would, this morning. Isaiah, the 7th chapter. And let's keep tracking this. Say it with me real strong. I choose faith, for I have been given the spirit of faith. Now, in Isaiah chapter 7, it says, When Ahaz, the son of Jotham, the grandson of Uzziah, was king of Judah, King Rezin of Syria and Pekah, the son of Remaliah, the king of Israel, set out to attack Jerusalem. However, they were unable to carry out their plan. How many of you know that no weapon formed against God's people that have the spirit of faith is going to prosper? It may be formed against you, but in the name of Jesus, it will not prosper. Now notice with me in verse 2. The news had come to the royal court of Judah that Syria is allied with Israel against us. That's not good news. As a matter of fact, that's very, very bad news. Has anybody ever received some bad news? I think all of us have. Now notice the next part of the verse. It says, so the hearts... we got to get there, guys. So the hearts of the king and his people trembled with fear like trees shaking in a storm. And we're looking at the message translation, by the way. They were shaking in a storm. They were moved by what they saw. They were shaking like trees in the wind, back and forth and up and down. And it is all because of a bad report. Now, here's what we do when we receive bad reports. We don't receive them. We act on what Jesus said in John 14. 
Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Amen. Amen. Now notice with me in verses 3 through 6, and we're looking again at the message translation. Somebody shout glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then God told Isaiah, go and meet Ahaz. Take your son, Shir Jehuzam, or whatever. A remnant will return with you. Meet him south of the city at the end of the aqueduct, where it empties into the upper pool on the road to the public laundry. Let's continue. Tell him... Listen, calm down. In other words, I want to get your attention because this bad report has come. I want you to listen very carefully. You got your ears on good, buddy? And here's what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. Listen, calm down, and what? Don't be afraid. In other words, here is an opportunity for you to resist the spirit of fear and welcome the spirit of faith. Listen, folks with the spirit of faith are not nervous. Folks with the spirit of faith are not panicking. But folks that have the spirit of faith are calm and they're not afraid. Amen. And don't panic. I love the way he says this. Over these two burnt out cases. How many of you know that? You've got to know the devil's burnt out. Imagine how hot it is down there. In other words, don't let these burned out enemies who are telling lies from the pit of hell cause you to panic. Rezan of Aram and the son of Remelah, they talk big. But... There ain't nothing to them. They talk big, but there's nothing to them. Glory to God. Next verse. Aram, along with Ephraim, son of Remaliah, have plotted to do you harm. They've conspired against you. And here's what they've said. Next verse. Let's go to war against Judah. Dismember it. Take it for ourselves and set the son of Tabo up as a puppet king over it. I want to stop right there and I just got to say this. God never looks at the enemy and says, Woo, he's bad. Faith never brags on its opponent. We must not talk how big and bad the disease is. We must not talk about how big and bad the bills are. Have you not heard that you've got the bigger one? I said you've got the greater one? Living on the inside of you? Oh, say it with me. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Give that kind of conversation no place. Make God's word your final authority. You see, the spirit of faith comes by hearing an anointed word. You know, we quote Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't let that slip by you too fast. Literally, that is saying this. Faith will come 
by hearing the anointed word from the anointed one himself. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, folks, every word of God is filled with power. Every word from God is anointed. Hallelujah. And you mix that anointed word with the anointed one that lives on the inside of you and you give heed to that. Oh, brothers and sisters, your days of yielding to fear are over with. Amen. Your days of looking at mountains and being intimidated by the mountains that loom in your way, they're over with. Why? Because you know, glory to God, the anointed one and his anointing destroys every yoke and removes every burden. Amen. Say with me, the anointed one and his anointing removes burdens and destroys. I like it, don't you? So they were not moved. Now let's look what the master says, verse 7 through 9. But God, the master says, it won't happen. I think sometimes we need to say, that ain't going to happen. That will not happen. I'll not lose my home. I'll not lose my health. How about this one? I'll not lose my joy. It ain't going to happen. Not here, not today, not ever. It ain't going to happen. See, the devil will come along and, and, and give you all sorts of scenarios about what's going to happen. Say it with me today. It won't happen. But the master says, it will not happen. What they determine is not going to happen. And I love the next part of it. Nothing will come of it. Nothing will come of it. Now notice, it goes on to say, Because the capital of Aram is Damascus, and the king of Damascus is a mere man resident. As for Ephraim, in 65 years it will be rubble, nothing left of it. The capital of Ephraim is Samaria, and the king of Samaria is the mere son of Remaliah. But now notice this, and this is important. He says, but if you don't take your stand in faith, you will not have a leg to stand on. Taking a stand in faith has upholding power. Come on, somebody. He upholds all things by the word of his power. But he warns them, if you don't take your stand in faith. It's not about getting everyone in the 510, the 650, the 925, the 916, the 918 area code to be in agreement with you. The most important thing is you align yourself with him and get into agreement with God. And then you can let people know that you're standing in faith and just rejoice and give praise to God along with me. See, I think a lot of times when we ask people to agree with us in prayer, it's more out of panic than it is in faith. Oh, just agree with me, brother. Agree with me. Agree with me. What's going on? Well, da, 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 da. And oh, but by the time that's all over with, they don't pray. So there's no agreement there. Oh, well. Hmm. One translation says this. Now then... If you don't hold firm, if you don't believe, you will not remain firm. The King James Version says, If you will not believe, surely 
you shall not be established. Now we're going to see that word established here in a few moments. But let me say it like this. The spirit of faith comes from an established heart. A heart that is established. Now go to 2 Chronicles chapter 32. And incidentally, they weren't able to prevail because they did stand firm. Amen? 2 Chronicles chapter 32. Notice this uh, with me. After these things and the establishment thereof, Zennacherib, king of Assyria, came, and he entered into Judah and encamped against the fenced cities and thought to win them for himself. So here's another plot. Here's another plan of the enemy coming against them. He thought to win them for themselves. Now drop down to verse 6, and let's see what God's people said. Here's what God's leaders say. Go ahead and read it with me. And he sent captains of war over the people, and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city, and spake comfortably unto them, saying... Let's look at the rest of the verse. He spoke comfortably, be strong and courageous, be not afraid, nor dismayed, for the king of Assyria, nor for all the multitude that is with him, for there be more with us. Oh, did you know that there are more with you that be with them? <laughs> when he said this, there were hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people surrounding them. And he said, guys, don't be dismayed. Be strong. Why? Because I have my angels encamped around about you. I have my special messengers there to protect you. And not only to protect you, but to deliver you and to annihilate them. And if you read further down in that chapter, you'll see that's exactly what happened. The angels of the Lord showed up and the king of Syria was no mas. He was no more. Now, I want to I back up and I want to read the first part of that verse again. If you could back up to the last verse. There's something here I think that we need to see. In verse 6, he said, He set captains of war over the people and gathered them together to him in the street of the gate of the city. And how did he speak to them? Notice with me that leaders should never speak condemnation over people that have just received a bad report. If you're a man of God and you're a woman of God, you have no business pointing your finger at people that are going through the valley of the shadow of death. But rather, our ministry is the ministry of comfort. Now, does this not sound like the third person of the Godhead? Is he not the comforter? And have we not all, every one of us in this auditorium, have we not all been comforted in our midnight hour by the Holy Spirit? Have we not all been comforted by the coming of a good friend or by a word in season from someone that's close to us? 
My brothers and sisters, that is precious ministry. When you can look at a situation and you can bring in the oil. Come on, somebody. And you can bring in the wine. You can prepare them a meal. You can send them an offering. You can do something for them that right now they're not able to do for themselves. Come on, somebody. And minister comfort to them. Oh, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is not just fire and wind and manifestations of the gifts of the Spirit. But part of the ministry of the Spirit is to bring great comfort to a brother or to a sister that is hurting and that is in need. Hallelujah. Put your hand over your heart and say, Lord God, God, use me me. not to bring condemnation, not to be condescending, not to have an air of superiority, but use me to bring a word in season. Use me to bring comfort to those in need in Jesus' name. Now you watch it. Before this week is out, some of you are going to have a golden opportunity to do that. Did you know that there's ministry around you everywhere? There are people outside of these walls that are hurting. There are people. You know, they may not understand everything that we teach here. They may not even agree with us doctrinally. But I tell you, what people do understand is they understand authentic love. I love in 1 Corinthians 13 where it says that love never fails. What's the opposite of failure? The opposite of failure is success. If you want to be a success in life, purpose in your heart to walk in love, to speak in love, and to demonstrate comfort and grace to those around you. Raise your hands and say, yeah, Lord, use me. I am available. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse 7 again. So he says, now here, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid. In other words, choose faith. For the king of Syria, the whole, nor all of the multitude that is with him. For there shall be, there are more that be with us than be with them. Verse 8. This is really good. With him is what? What does the flesh produce? Nothing. With him is the arm of the flesh. Oh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. Now notice what happened after these comforting words came to them. Here's what happened. And happens when people hear a word that brings comfort to their souls. And the people panicked. No, the people rested themselves. Upon what? Upon the words of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. I submit to you this morning that those words of the king were actually the words of the king. And those words were anointed. And those words were so powerful that it went into the souls of those people that were afraid and they rested. Oh, I love it. 
they rested upon the words of Hezekiah, the king of Judah. Now, this word rested, this word rested means to lean on. It also means to prop up upon. You ready for this statement? Thank you for those two amens. For every terror, there is a truth and an anointed word that when you receive it, you can breathe a sigh of relief and just lean on it and just prop up on it and absolutely fear no more. Oh, they rested upon the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any believers in this place this morning? Well, believers, when they believe, they enter into the rest zone. And your foundation of what you believe is the anointed word. And when you stand on the anointed word, woo, lean on me when you're not strong. Come on. I believe it. We can lean on him. We can wrap ourselves up in scriptures. That's why it's so important not to fool around in life. And not to play religious games. And just open up our Bible once in a while. I'm talking about a life that is committed. A life that is sold out to Him. Where the word of the Lord is final authority. And in Him we move. In Him we live. And in Him we have our being. Woo! Glory! Amen. So, I'm leaning on him. There is something greater than terror. It's faith. Say with me, the truth will set you free. Notice down verse 21. We talked about the angels. Now, Ricky Edwards did a good job preaching on angels, didn't he? You're going to hear Ricky a lot on Sunday night here if you come to church because he's right on the front row. And you can hear that, uh, that Oklahoma, whatever it is. And uh, it's going to be good. But here's what happened in verse 21. And the Lord sent an angel which cut off all the mighty men of valor and the leaders and the captains in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned with shame of face to his own land. And when he was come into the house of his God, they came forth out of his own balls and slew him there with a sword. Talk about backfiring. Hallelujah. The angels of the Lord are encamping all around about you all week. All week long. The angels of the Lord are there. I'm sure that when Brenda had her double knee replacement surgery, angels were in that surgery room. I'm positive of it. I believe that the surgeon did the best job that she's ever done before. I believe that. And I believe that the angels of the Lord are encamped around your automobiles today. And no drunk, 
and no buddy high on marijuana or no speed freak can hurt you because the angels of the Lord are on the job and they're watching over you and they're keeping you safe hallelujah it is important to activate your angels through faith filled words for the angels of the Lord excel in strength and they do hearken to the voice of his word and you my brothers and sisters and I am the voice of his word in the earth today folks when you start talking about him meeting your need angels go angels are released if you have loved ones that are astray that are in rebellion right now you just loose the angels all around them ministering spirits go and protect my son go and protect my daughter hallelujah and so we see that the plans of the king of Assyria did not prevail they failed because they were resting on the words of the Lord amen now I know that this is a battle because I've been there and you've been there you know that happens so I won't have to go home and tell Brenda about that a phone went off because as sure as I judge somebody for that it might happen to me when brother Copeland's preaching to me sometimes <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Anybody know where we were? Huh? Yeah, that's right. We were resting on the Word of God. Amen? We're resting on God's Word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yes. We are resting. Yes. We're leaning on. Oh, yeah. We're trusting in. Oh, oh, oh. oh we're relying on. Him, thank you, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, certainly, 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 certainly. Yeah, faith. Yeah, that's where you are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Resting. Resting. You see, if you can rest on the inside, you can rest on the outside. If you can just wrap your scriptures, his scriptures, his anointed word, and place them and plant them in your heart, that rest will rise up on the inside and it will manifest to the outside and give you perfect peace. It'll give you perfect rest. Hallelujah. Oh, no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. We'll not have to wait to enter into rest when the manifestation comes. No, we enter into rest now before the manifestation comes. And while we're resting, listen to this. He's working. While we are resting, <laughs> he's a working glory to God. Woo! He's working. 
He's working. God is all the while at work in you, both to will and to do of His good pleasure. And so you'll not have to figure it out up here how it shall all come to pass and who God will use. Oh, no, no, no. Forget all that and put your trust in me and rest on my promises. Let go and let me and you will see the manifestation that you desire. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, lift your hands up. Let's bless him today. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Glory be jende le brafa yende. Mangla paranishtea. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Faith and hope versus fear and dread. Faith and then expecting To see what God said to come to pass is the way that you and I with the spirit of faith shall live. And when you function in faith and hope, God's all the while at work in the backgrounds. He is arranging divine appointments for you. And he will cause you to intersect with that which he had for you all along. Mm. We had time, we'd go deeper into that. Look at Psalms 112. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I believe this that the people that built this movie theater that we now possess and now own, they thought they were building in the movie theater, but all the while, hallelujah, God was using them to hold this building for us. As we stood in faith and as we expected to own our own place, God brought our paths to intersect with this. Hallelujah. Oh, my, my, my. So much, so much, so much. Yes, so much out there for you. So much. Oh, pray just a moment. So much. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Eyes to see, Lord. Ears to hear. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, you're not finished. <laughs> you're not done. You're not nearly done with us here. Oh, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 112, verse 7 and 8. Say with me, I choose faith over fear any day of the week. Psalm 112. Remember that he said earlier, if you stand firm then you'll be able to make it. But if you don't stand firm, you won't have a leg to stand on. The King James says you need to be established. Well, the established heart is seen in Psalm 112 and verse 7. It says, He shall not be afraid of bad news, of evil tidings. His heart is fixed doing what? Now notice this phrase here. It's the same word where it says that they rested upon the words that they heard. And it's the same word where it says he spoke comfortably to them. His heart is established. In other words, his heart is leaning. His heart is propped up. His heart is established. He'll not be afraid. 
until he see his desire upon his enemies. Folks, that's the same word. And the people rested themselves upon the words of King Hezekiah. Hallelujah. The NLT says it this way, such people will not be overcome by evil. Those who are righteous will be long remembered. They do not fear bad news. They confidently trust the Lord to care for them. They're confident and fearless and can face their foes triumphantly. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's all stand to our feet and raise both hands toward heaven and say it with me. I refuse to fear. I I lay hold of of faith-filled words which are anointed anointed. and I fix my heart heart. on those words. words. I will treat symptoms of fear fear. like I would treat symptoms of disease or symptoms of lack. You said in your word that you will keep me in perfect peace when my mind is stayed on thee. Same word for rested. I'm leaning on. I'm propped up on. I'm resting in. My confident and my covenant that I have with God. Well, let's give God some praise today. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory.